Hello, everybody. I'm Sarah D. Bunting. This is uh, Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. It's our inaugural episode, and I'm here with Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark. Hello. Um, we could get uh, all meta on you and tell you all about how this podcast came to be, but it's actually pretty simple. That's Mark. I'm Sarah. We're going to talk about songs. Uh, here is a little um, workmanship note for you. Uh, whoever brings the song to the table is going to talk a little bit about why he or she did so and our opening song is heavy d's now that we found love what are we going to do uh with With it it. (laughs) which and i have a note on uh i have a note on that in a moment but because this is mark's break i'm going to turn it over to him mark hello and thank you sarah before we get started on heavy d and the boys i do want to take a moment to say that that extra funky intro was composed for us by one David Gregory Byrne, and we do honor and respect and bless him for bringing us into this entire podcasting universe with such funky freshness. And we felt like that that particular theme was the perfect way to let us talk about Heavy D, and I should add, The Boys. With a Z. And that is not our only theme, so please uh, subscribe to our fine podcast and you can hear the other themes uh, as relevant. But back to the boys and their leader. Yes. So, you know, Sarah and I, as we were coming up with an initial list of possible songs to discuss, were really guided only by the mantra of, will this be fun to talk about? And to me, there are a couple of reasons that now that we found love is really fun to talk about. One of those is just that I find this song to be so much fun to listen to. It's like a joy bomb to me. And it's so perfectly encapsulates that certain type of early 90s rap that wasn't really about anything and nobody was trying to change the culture or illuminate a culture or tell me anything serious at all and no and yet we're just trying to dance in some abandoned warehouses and be ourselves exactly do you mind and it's not like when say a Nicki Minaj isn't trying to talk about anything serious but she's only talking about her like big booty and I love the song Anaconda as much as anybody else but I find (laughs) it so charming that this song is also just so weirdly innocent even though there are tons of sexual images in the lyrics there's still just something so chipper about the song And that was just one of the things that I wanted to bring up as, I guess, an opening salvo. But before we really start talking, I think we should let everyone hear a snippet of the song so that we can all enjoy this lighthearted, dance-happy experience together. So would you kick it, DJ Sarah? (laughs) Word. Shake me, baby, baby, bake me No need to fake, here I am, come on and take me Wind your body, baby, move the 
feeling hunky dory. <laughs> Which is surprising since he is wearing some kind of like old school umbrella material contraption in the video that looks deeply uncomfortable, but he's found love. So what is he going to do with it? Apparently he's going to practice safe sex with it because every single person in this music video is wrapped in latex, including the one guy who's in the see-through latex costume you know yeah yes. just him i think that's so you can actually see his moves better i'm i'm not totally clear and also um the white couple totally caught grinding yeah and like are not wearing latex which is bad right and so the video would like you to infer they're the only ones who are shamed i think for finding love and it's because they're not wearing you're right because they're not wearing latex suits oh my god heavy d he really was heavy Oh my god, Donna from 90210 really would have appreciated the message of this particular music video. As would Andrea Zuckerman. Yes. Um, here's a funny thing. I, like, despite knowing uh, that the song title is Now That We Found Love, What Are We Gonna Do With It? It sounds, in song, like, what are we gonna do with this? Which just is sort of like a weird, like, now that we've found love, what are we going to do with this? Like, <laughs> like love is this, like, large, um, like, equine-sized pet that was found by the side of the road. And it's like, oh, love, you're so cute. We have some hay at home. And then, you know, your house is already full of pets and books and stuff. Like, what are we going to do with this? It's like, now that we found Garfield... What are we going to do with him? Does he live on the porch? How does that work? Now that we found this family of squirrels, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> Just like Heavy D with like a pillowcase full of kittens. Like, what are we going to do with this? Well. <laughs> um, so another thing I would do want to bring up is I also love this song because I feel like it perfectly encapsulates a couple of things that were happening in the early 90s in terms of dance music. One, like so many good songs of the period, uh, Marky Mark's Good Vibrations, uh, you've got a song that is built on the back of a lesser known R&B hit of the 70s, because the original song, Now That We Found Love, is by the OJs, and it was written by Gamble and Huff, who are the songwriting team behind Love Train. Huh. Yeah, right? Which was number one. The day I was born. Oh my god, I had forgotten that. Ah, okay, we have to so it's total sidebar. So, <laughs> some of you who listen to the Extra Hot Great podcast, or perhaps follow me on Twitter or whatever, may know that when I was on Jeopardy last year, I had a conversation with Alex Trebek where I mentioned that my special skill is that I can read someone's destiny based entirely on the song that was number one the day that they were born. So. What's mine? I, this is legitimately Do you all. need a minute? Should yeah, we... no, but this is crazy. I didn't even... I wasn't prepared for that. I mean, I am prepared for it because my life has prepared me for it, but I, <laughs> I truly had forgotten that that was your number one hit. Well, you know, it's so interesting because I think what it says, it's, it, it's, it's right here. It's that, first of all, this famous songwriting duo who also wrote the song Me and Mrs. Jones... Uh, that was a big hit in the 70s for Billy Paul, I believe. Okay. They wrote, your, they wrote Love Train... And then they also, however, went on to have their songs become the base for hits by people like Heavy D and the Boys, even though their original version of that song was not a huge hit. So what that says to me is there's something about the successes that they had early were then then able to inspire others to reinterpret and expand upon their legacy later. And so that says to me, Sarah, that one of the one of the arcs of your success in life, whether that's personal or professional, is going to be about being open to 
letting people utilize your good work in a new way. And then that will give you a revitalized sense of your own accomplishment, if that makes sense. Okay. So if there's like a hip hop anthem based on uh, my humorous piece about the Roomba causing startle poo from my felines. Then that just means that like Gamble and Huff, you are, your success echoes beyond you in ways you can't even be prepared for. I also do like to gamble. <laughs> so I do enjoy visiting the city called Atlantic. And because I am from a semi-rural area in Tennessee, I had a lot of high school classmates who liked to huff. <laughs> so six plus six is a baker's dozen. Equals three twenty-two. <laughs> oh boy! So yeah, I was wondering if you were going to talk a little about not only um, because where I thought you were going with the good vibrations observation was these hip hop songs. It was like a bunch of like pre parkour guys doing these amazing in unison dances in a in abandoned areas (laughs) right while an african-american diva had like sang her four notes that really were like the signal like call right right of the song right and i were you going to talk about that or did i just do it no i'm glad that we are talking about it though uh I, I feel like it's worth oh it's worth noting that in this song the diva in question is actually a man named aaron hall who was in the group Guy, which never really had any mainstream hits, but was an R&B group. He went on to found Hey You. <laughs> yeah. And Fella. Do and you mind? Bub. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, the song was produced by uh, Teddy Riley, who created sort of the new Jack Swing sound that this song encapsulates and went on to do um, No Diggity by Blackstreet. Okay. Which is another song where there's like, Puppets dancing in alleys for some reason. But, right, but going back to that idea that these songs are so completely random, there's no reason for people to be dancing in alleys, but it doesn't matter because it's so insistent, the beat, that it it's like we're having too much fun for logic is the way I see it. But how, how do you feel like all of this plays out for you? This wasn't a song... I don't know. This wasn't a song that like, it's not that it's not a song I remembered because it was, but I felt I didn't expect to be like so effectively transported back to like, I'm not, I'm not sure it was the summer of 91 Yeah, when it was everywhere. I I think that was like the year of Jesus Jones that you Mm. couldn't get away. Like I had a, um, job that required me to be in the car basically eight hours a day driving around making sure new jersey's uh swimming pools were up to chemically tested code oh you were Um, testing water uh hygiene levels in the early 90s in new jersey mm -hmm. and yet you only have two arms oh you you were one of the lucky ones well they were using the correct amounts of chlorine usually right um Occasionally, I was greeted at the front gate, like, don't bother, we got a floater, come back tomorrow. Um, <laughs> the Toxic Avengers, yes. don't worry about it. F. coli for everybody. So, <laughs> wow, this t- this took a turn. That was not the uh, heavy D that we meant. Um, but that was really like, I listened to a lot of radio, I listened to a lot of mixtapes that my friends and I made for each other, actual cassettes back then, and Jesus Jones was the one that was everywhere, and then there was whatever that... Um, talky cnc music factory break was that what the hell was it called uh things that make you go "Hmm." yes yes i think so i like i'll have to check my um timeline math on that 
And I feel like Heavy D was sort of like a, this song was a lesser light mm-hmm. of that time, but particularly watching the video, like it's so cheaply made, but with such enthusiasm, it's like this, um, I don't know. It's like the uh, unconventional materials challenge on Project Runway before that started being super annoying. And just the sound, like the kind of flat, almost two-dimensional quality of the drums. Like, this isn't bad, but like heavy bass was totally like not a thing. For like three years, it just sounded like it came from a Casio. Right. Because it probably did. And it was a very... Like, if you went to the club in Morristown, New Jersey, in 91 or 92, like, you were going to hear that. You were going to hear good vibrations. You were going to hear, like, an 808 Jesus Jones And you probably were going to hear, like, Black Box, uh, like, uh, uh, everybody, 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 everybody. And um, KMF? KMF, KLF is going to rock you. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. No, I'm thinking of Unbelievable. Oh, EMF. EMF. There's KLF and EMF. And I always get it. I'm always like, you know, Elf. My brother's (laughs) like, no. Math. What? (laughs) Femme. Wait, no. (laughs) Bub? So, similarly for me, my memories of this song, I was... 12 i think in when this song was popular because it was the middle of 91 that mm-hmm. summertime as i recall too i just remember being in my den in chattanooga tennessee which is where we had the big tv mm-hmm. and just loving watching people in bright green outfits just dance around and that, that that for me was so satisfying in a way that i really don't understand even still but i still find it very satisfying and there's just something about this beat that is so awesome to me. Like I, I think it might be because I was thirteen when, the, or like twelve, thirteen when this beat mm-hmm. was really popular. But I just cannot get enough. And then I also love lyrics like "Let me slide my coin inside inside your slot and hit the jackpot" because that's a tongue twister that's also really dirty but also really fun. I really love how dorky and cheerful it is. And I think that I am someone who. For better or for worse, you know, I was a young gay man coming into his own in the early 90s. And so gangster rap for me was always a little bit um, off of my beaten path. What I really (laughs) wanted was songs like this. And so for me, too, I think... I own, still, Young MC's entire discography, including, like, his collected sermons. Oh, so you... (laughs) So you you even are, like, back to the principal's office I go Mm -hmm. at this point. Oh, my God. That song... We got to cover that song someday. Yes, we do. But anyway. So... (laughs) Oh, my God. So good. Uh, Now, the the one thing I do want to note that has always made me sad as someone who is quite familiar with Billboard charts, though Now That We Found Love was a top ten hit everywhere else in the world it reached number 11 in the united states which i actually think illustrates your point that it felt like a lesser light because meanwhile emf and klf and jesus jones they were all having top three hits but top five hits but this song stopped at number 11 it meant that heavy d never had a top 10 hit and now he's dead so is he dead yeah he died a few years ago from what i understand he was flying for a long time to go to some concert or something and he got an embolism in his leg and it burst and he died holy like, shit stand up and walk around the plane people stretch do bet do knee bends oh whatever. my god yeah. 
Um, so now <laughs> this is this is heavy D's. How are we going to come back from this? Gotta end on an up note somehow. And, and sad. Well, I think though that there, here the, here's the thing. We can remember heavy D and that white couple. They're going to be president someday. <laughs> That's Ted and Heidi Cruz. <laughs> but here's the sorry. Thing. That's not an up ending. Here's the thing. We can um, remember this song. We can remember Heavy's other. Uh, Semi big hit on the pop chart, which was "I got nothing but love for you, baby." What you got? I got nothing but love for you, baby. Yeah, whatever. And frankly, we can remember his unforgettable turn in the movie *The Cider House Rules* as Peaches. Oh, oh, he played a character named Peaches. Peaches. <laughs> so with that, I feel like we can wrap up our deep dive into Heavy D and the Boys by saying a few things to you at home. On the site for Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, we will provide relevant links for you to download this song because we do always encourage you to go ahead and pay for the music and the art that we talk about here. We will also, of course, embed the music video so that you can enjoy it. Obviously, for the time being, this uh, podcast is going to live in website form on Tomato Nation. That's tomato like the vegetable, nation like the country, no punctuation.com. And... We'd really love to hear from you about songs that you think we should cover. You can yes. even do your own little submission, save it as an MP3, and send it along to talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. And we also would love it if you would follow us on Twitter at TalkSongs. So you can tweet us with your suggestions as well. And I would say, Sarah, I'm just going to throw this out there spur of the moment, but if you like the bes- uh, the bespoke theme songs that you hear on our podcast and would like to record a short theme song we would also welcome that kind of submission from you yes absolutely we encourage like very bizarre chip monkey singing cats kazoos the only thing we ask is your that acapella it, group the only thing we ask is that it include the words mark and sarah talk about songs so send us a theme song or send us a song that we should talk about we're down we are and in our next episode spoiler alert Luscious Jackson's Naked Eye continues our sojourn through the 90s. Woo! Get your flannel, girl! See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.